Coming to you from Annapolis, Maryland, home of the U.S. Naval Academy, the sailing capital of the world, home of the world's largest crab feast, and four signers of the Declaration of Independence. This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, a daily roundup of local news that you can use, including local sports, local events, local opinion, and local weather from DMV Weather. Now here's your host, publisher of Eye on Annapolis, John Frenet. Good morning. It's Monday, August 20th, 2018. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Well, an expose that we had been expecting for several months hit the Washington Post over the weekend, and it is the allegations against former faculty at the Key School here in Annapolis alleging all sorts of sexual misconduct. Seven former students have told the Washington Post that they were groomed and sexually abused by teachers, and the sexual contact that mostly happened in the 70s went on for years. The current head of the school, Matthew Nespol, said in a statement that the allegations indicated that former key officials failed to protect the students. And Joe Janney, the president of the current board of trustees, said that the allegations are credible and extremely upsetting. This story broke in late January, right when the Me Too movement was in full swing with hashtag KeyToo. And one woman, Carolyn Surick, came forward on Facebook alleging the sexual abuse and many others joined her as well. Key School finally listened, and they have retained Baltimore attorneys Andrew Graham and Jean Lewis to investigate the matter, and they are going to dig deep into that. The Washington Post did get in touch with a former headmaster there, a David Badger, who was headmaster at Key for five years in the mid-70s, and he said in a phone interview that he fired two, maybe three faculty members during his time for what he called, quote, fairly demonstrative allegations of sexual activity with students. And in the understatement of the year, he said, It was a very awkward time. I guess I kind of lost control of the faculty at some point. Well, yeah, Mr. Badger, you certainly did. One victim said that she was 16 when approached for sex. She said she had sexual contact with two teachers, identified as Eric Denard, who passed away in 93, and Peter Perhonis, who is a resident of Massachusetts living in an assisted living facility with Parkinson's disease. That woman said that she reported the conduct to another teacher, a trusted teacher, Paul Stoneham, and he said, yes, I know, baby, I've got eyes. Yet another victim said that that teacher, Paul Stoneham, made a full-on aggressive attack on her in 1977 when she was a junior and made every attempt to do a full-on aggressive rape. Stoneham may still live in the area. The Washington Post was not able to get in touch with him, but he does have addresses and phone numbers here in Annapolis. Yet another victim, Sarah Conway, said she had sex with Denard and a former female student, which Denard later actually married. When Denard died in 93, Key School held a memorial service for the professor. Conway attended, and she did publicly denounce Denard to those in attendance and related exactly how he had abused her during her time at Key School. Yet another woman was saying that she was considered to be groomed by Denard and another student. They would take them out into the downtown Annapolis bars and try to to set them up with different people. We crawled into bed together, the three of us. The two of them seduced me together, and it continued for years. It was our thing. Well, Pennsylvania is reeling from the Attorney General's report on the sexual allegations within the church. Annapolis is now reeling from allegations at Key School, and I do believe that this will go much deeper than we know at this point. 
Speaking of other school scandals, the University System of Maryland Board of Regents has decided they are going to take over the investigation into the death of sophomore football player Jordan McNair, as well as a separate investigation into what has been described as a, quote, toxic culture of the football team. On Friday, the board held a nearly four-hour closed phone call meeting, and they will outline the plans for the investigations a little bit later this week. It has been reported that this week we will see the dismissal of University of Maryland President Wallace Lowe, as well as head football coach DJ Jerkin, as well as the athletic director for the university. Baltimore Sun had kind of an interesting article over the weekend. The Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, the ATF, found that nearly half of the guns traced last year in Maryland were bought regionally. Police in Maryland had asked ATF to trace more than 8,600 firearms in 2017, and agents were able to determine where nearly 5,900 of them were sold. 47% of them were bought in Maryland. Virginia ranked second with 15%, and Pennsylvania came in third with nearly 7%. And another interesting tidbit out of that is that the ATF found that they were bought on average 12 years prior to the crime or the reason that a trace was requested. Do you know who Gustav Brunn is? I didn't know this either, and the Baltimore Sun had a great little article on this, and he was born in 1893 in southern Germany. He worked in Europe as a spice merchant, selling seasoning to sausage makers. At the rise of the Nazis, Brunn was sent to Buchenwald concentration camp. He was released two weeks and, in 1938, fled to Baltimore with his wife. With encouragements of his friends in the Jewish community, he started his own spice company. He capitalized on his ability to speak German because there were many German-speaking immigrants here. And he opened up shop downtown across from a fish market. And the fish markets were some of his best customers. The people who sold crabs and shrimp made up their own spice blends, but Bunn thought he could do it better, tweaked the recipe, and called it Delicious brand shrimp and crab seasoning. Another friend of his who worked in advertising said that wasn't a real catchy name and they needed something catchier and Old Bay was born. And I had no idea that that came from a German spice maker, but that's uh, pretty fantastic. The Baltimore Sun article does say that his blend was never really accepted by the seafood purveyors until one day he got a hold of a wholesaler who agreed to take a sample. He loved it and the rest, as they say, is history. If you're curious as to what's in Old Bay... The main ingredients are laurel leaves, mustard, salt, pepper, cardamom, cloves, paprika, and ginger. But you got to figure out what proportion. That is about it for the top news today. Please be sure you check out ionanapolis.net for your daily news because we do update that consistently throughout the day. And coming up in just a few minutes, we have George Young with your local DMV weather forecast. Suicide is the 10th leading cause of death in the United States, but there is something we can do about it. Each year, thousands of people participate in the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention's Out of the Darkness Walks. These community events raise awareness for suicide prevention and mental health, letting people know they are not alone. Join us Saturday, September 22nd at the Navy Marine Corps Stadium in Annapolis as we walk to fight suicide. It's the 10th annual Annapolis Out of the Darkness Walk. Registration starts at 10 a.m. This is a family and dog-friendly event. Browse resources provided by local health services and learn how you can become a lifesaver. Funds raised by the Midshore Out of the Darkness Walk support research, education, advocacy, and support for those affected by suicide. Remember, suicide prevention starts with everyday heroes like you. Register today at AFSP.org slash Annapolis. Together, we can help stop suicide. You are not alone. 
This is Maryland. The weather can be nearly unpredictable. We've got George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis to sort it all out. Hey everyone, this is George with DMV Weather and this is your Eye on Annapolis forecast for Monday, August 20th. It's a three-part week ahead with more clouds than sun today and temps again 80 to 85. Then some showers and storms tomorrow for Annapolis and all of Anne Arundel County, mainly in the p.m. hours, with a few a.m. showers still possible Wednesday. But once that frontal boundary causing the rain clears the area to the south and east, it'll be sunshine and comfortable temps Thursday all the way through Sunday. So start making your plans now for the weekend ahead, as it'll be a nice one as we start to round out summer break on our way into yet another school year. Okay, that's it for today. Be sure to download our free weather app by searching the Apple App Store or Google Play Store for DC MDVA weather. And also be sure to follow us on our website at dmvweather.com or on Facebook or Twitter so you can always stay weather informed. This is George Young of DMV Weather. Make it a great day out there, but remember, whatever the weather outside, have fun and be safe. September 29th, the inaugural Twist and Stout Festival at Quiet Waters Park along the shores of the South River. Twist and Stout, a Maryland wine, craft beer, music, food, and arts festival. Presented by the Anne Arundel County Department of Recreation and Parks, along with the Maryland Wineries Association. Sample dozens of craft beers and Maryland wines. Dance the afternoon away to the sounds of Saved by Zero and the Groove Spot Band. Watch the plein air painters and shop dozens of artisans, crafters, and food trucks. Tickets are on sale now at twistandstout.org. T-W-I-S-T-A-N-D-S-T-O-U-T dot org. September 29th, Twist and Stout at Quiet Waters Park, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Tickets at twistandstout.org. Thanks for listening to the Ion Annapolis Daily News Brief. If you like what you heard, make sure to tell your friends and colleagues about it. And also tell them about our website, ionanapolis.net, where you can find much more. Be sure to check out our other weekly podcast, The Maryland Crabs. This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.